This episode is sponsored by Develop with Tim. You guys looking for a speaker to come and talk about finances to your organization, school, business, nonprofit, after school program? We got it. If you guys are looking for some financial literacy books, we got it. And if you guys are just wanting to have a one-on-one or just want to reach out for a couple questions, we got you covered. Click the link that's in the description or visit developwithtim.com and let us go ahead and take care of you. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. Aim for the stars, never stop at the sky. Anything that make you better, you should give it a try. If you really want to win, you got to give it a chance. I was lost way before I started taking a stance. Money all over the world, but it's all up to you. And everything that I learned, I'ma tell it to you. You have a gift, all you need is a goal. Footsteps waiting to happen, all you need is a road. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Win Win Podcast, where I interview people that can inform you guys on how to win in business, finance, or self-development. Today, y'all, I met a dope guy a couple weeks ago. Uh, his name is Musa, and y'all, this energy he brings and the passion he has when he speaks is just amazing. So, hey, man, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. All right, what's going on, everybody? Um, thank y'all for tuning in. My name is Musa Akeem Jr., um, I am the CEO and co-founder of Lazy Moose NFTs, um, which is an NFT project based here in Cleveland. Um, I'm also the chair and uh, founder of the Breakthrough Alumni Leadership Council, which is a um, network of public charter schools here in Cleveland. I work with their alumni success staff um, to design programs for our alumni. Um, I'm also a full-time engineer um, at a gas fuel systems company as a material engineer. And I coach track, so I, I wear I wear a few hats. Um, so I'm, I'm here to talk to y'all about a little bit of all of it. Man, like <laughs> it's crazy, y'all. Oh my goodness, like y'all y'all just be super busy, man. I'm, I'm like, are y'all sure we have the same 24? Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I try, man. I I really try to um, be smart about my my time and everything like that. And um, I was talking to someone recently. And I really think, you know, um, even the time I don't spend working, you know, is work um, and not in like a negative way, but like a really positive way. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to make progress and, um, you know, my mindfulness of myself, you know, being more positive, you know, positively impacting other people and things like that. So it's not work, but I'm still trying to like accomplish a goal. So Sure. So, all right, man, I'm going uh, to take it back to when you introduce yourself. So. You said you are a full-time engineer, yet you still wear these other hats. How is that like with the balancing? Um, let's see. I'll get a lot of sleep and I'll eat a lot. <laughs> but besides that, it's pretty cool. Um, no, it's it's very interesting because you know, being an engineer, I think I, I spent four years in college. I went to Case Western, um, and it's kind of interesting because you spend a lot of time, you know, learning all these concepts. And, you know, as an engineer, when you start to apply them, it's only like six that you really like apply and see on a day-to-day basis. So you really start to get a stronger understanding of what you're doing um, in a way more in-depth way. And it really helps me, you know, do all the other things that I do, you know. So whether it be recognizing a problem and figuring out how to solve it, um, you know, designing circumstances in which uh, people or systems can succeed, um, or performing under pressure, you know, like a lot of our uh, industry I work in, like a lot of the things that we do are very important um, as far as safety and things like that. So, All right. Now I have a friend, um, this guy went to high school. He's an engineer. And I was talking to him like um, last week, sometime in February last week, uh, sometime in February, not last week. <laughs> but uh, he was basically telling me as an engineer, it's only like 4% of the engineers are African-American. So mm-hmm. do you see that as well where you are? Like, yeah, man, I remember um, I would be in class and oftentimes I was like any like all the general ed classes. There was always black people. Um, what right. a lot of us, but it was some. But like as, as I got into my major, I was like the only black person in all of my classes. Um, and I, I went to I went to a, a boarding school for high school. Right, right. Um, it was a private school. So I was kind of used to being like the only. But uh, for a lot of people, it's very challenging. You know, like you're kind of in that class and. I think people really underestimate the value of comfort. Right, right. Um, you know, you're comfortable with somebody, you know, you open up, you know, you don't have problems asking questions. Um, you understand what they're saying better. You can relate. Um, when you're uncomfortable, it's so difficult to get something out of that. 
And, you know, we see this phrase all the time in high school, be comfortable being uncomfortable. But certain circumstances, you do need a little bit of comfort. And engineering school is one of them. Like, you got to at least have, like, some kind of – so that's kind of where I found solace was I was in a very small department. Our material science department in case was, like, you know, very small. Um, we pretty much all knew each other, and I was able – that was really my group. And um, they really allowed me to be who I was, um, which is a, a, another thing, you know, coming from Cleveland, it's like – I always tell people I'm a black engineer, but I'm a black engineer from Cleveland. So it's that much more difficult because, you know, a professor, you know, says something or you don't understand something. It's kind of you got to react like a normal person. You can't, you know, um, you can't underestimate your own ability to not understand something, get frustrated and things like that. So it definitely had its challenges, but it definitely was for the better. And I probably wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Oh, I understand that. So speaking on the, those challenges and stuff like that for a young african-american male i mean of course we want anybody like that's passionate about being an engineer to become an engineer but with that percentage so small um you said something about getting comfortable what type of like advice would you give to a fellow uh young african-american coming up looking to get into that space right and i think something interesting you mentioned was like just people in general were passionate about something and kind of you know, trying to set themselves up for success. A friend of mine at my job, you know, she's a woman engineer. And, you know, something I told her is really understanding and something I tell, um, you know, other black engineers who are also in cases, believe in your, the work that you do. Um, I think a lot of times, especially, not even just in the age of social media, but in life in general, a lot of people really, sorry, my cat's about to, my cat's about to join the interview. Um, <laughs> move, man. Um, a lot of times just in general, like people kind of enter your life at different phases. And a lot of times people don't really understand the work, time, effort, planning that you put into something. And when you do that, like, you know, I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Like Kobe Bryant actually got me through my, was one of the people who got me through my sophomore year of college. And that, that, that idea of not being nervous because you know, you put in work. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if you're if you're a black engineer, if you're a woman engineer, you know, an engineer is a member of the LGBT community. Whatever whatever it is, you know, that makes it more difficult for you to be recognized in that space. Respect the fact that you've put in the work and effort. And the only reason that you should be nervous is if you haven't. Um, and kind of being being you know accepting in the fact that not everybody's going to accept you regardless of your of your of who you are. Um, and just being okay with that, you know, some people, not everybody's opinion is, is, is about most importance. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. You know, sometimes people don't really understand certain things and stuff. So being comfortable in who you are and what your, what your journey is would be my biggest piece of advice. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Like saying, knowing the work you put in, don't let anybody, you know, try to minimize that because again, yeah. college and actually finishing, that's a commitment within itself. So shoot, man, kudos to you, kudos to those new people that's, that's coming yeah, to Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. Like my sister, this is like a month before, I'll talk about this story a little bit later, but like a month before, um, actually no, it was a few weeks back in January of 2021, right before the spring of my final semester at Case, I was talking to my sister and she was like, you could have stopped college at any point. And it was the first time I was like, I could have. <laughs> <laughs> so you really do like when you, when you're trying to do something like that, when you know, like the odds that in any way are against you, you really got to like convince yourself in your mind that this is it. Like the, the fact that it's difficult, the fact that you don't understand the fact that you don't really have people, you know, you don't have, you know, 30 classmates that you can talk to and relate to on a base level. You have one. Um, you know, kind of really bind into that. Like, hey, like, dude, this is it. You know what I'm saying? This is this is the circumstances I'm in. These are the, it's the hand I'm dealt. You know, what we're going to do with it. Like that saying, when life gives you lemons, you know, make lemonade. Nobody likes lemons. Like those videos of the babies, like eating lemons, like they don't like that. Like nobody wants lemons. Like put a little sugar and water in it though. Like, you know, smoke yeah. the ice. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody trying to talk. So, you know, really, really trying to find a way to, to, to take what you have and turn it into something beautiful that everybody wants is, is kind of what that process is like. I, mean, I, love, I love that, man, because that's a fact, because you could have gave up, but you didn't. So, hey, man, I just want to, you know, give kudos to you. <laughs> thank now, you, thank you. We're about to hop over to not your second, but we're about to hop over to your other venture, you know, your partner in crime. You said you started um, an NFT business. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, so what? 
Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah. So um it's kind of crazy kind of just being in, in like the web three space in general. I kind of just want to start off with that. Like I've been in in the age of the internet it's really since I was born. Um, I was born in 99. So I'm, I've been around all this stuff my whole life. Um, so like, I remember, I remember taking the bus, I take the 14. Um, if you're from Cleveland, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I take the 14 down Kinsman, um, downtown. I would take the three uptown and superior. And I used to be listening to YouTube, uh, songs on my phone. Um, so, you know, just having access to the internet really allowed me to, you know, reach a new, a new world, really. Um, so, like, I, when I stumbled across NFTs, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show. Um, I think like last, like February or March, and they mentioned NBA Top Shot um, and their NFTs, and everybody was like, "We don't even know what this is." Like, and back then, this is when it was still like super. Like, it's still new now. Like, if you're hearing yeah. this, like, you're still early. Is all we say these days. But um, it was kind of like when I first heard about, it, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I always tell people, sports is like analogous to life. Like. The sports leagues were some of the first things entities to shut down when the pandemic hit. Right. And, um, you know, so I'm kind of paying attention to it, but I'm trying to finish school and I had all these things on my plate. But I don't have time for it. So um, I was talking to my dad, who's really into crypto. He's also a part of the, a part of the project. Um, and uh, I was telling him, I was literally in the car and I was like, man, the people who in the early 2000s, you know, late 1990s didn't believe in the internet, like those people feel really silly right now. And I told him, um, I was like, if you don't believe that the age of the, that, that the digital age is coming on, on the heels of the age of the internet, like they're probably wrong. Um, you know, and don't, don't be that person. And I'm sitting there saying this and I'm like, man, like I should do that. Like I should, <laughs> wait a minute. Like <laughs> I might be on to something here. So, um, you know, I, I remember, I, I remember the day like it was yesterday, I was sitting in my room, I just got off work. Had a lot on my mind, you know, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, I'm about to, I'm about to start an NFT company. Mm. So I went to Target. I literally ran out of my house. I just finished working out. I ran out of my house. I went to Target. Um, I, I didn't shower or anything like that. I went to Target. I bought two whiteboards and some markers and some erasers. And I wrote down, I still got the photos and stuff in my phone. Um, turned those into NFTs one day. But uh I'm writing everything down, you know, I write, I write like pretty much like what I want my life to look like 20, 10, 20 years from now. Oh, and um, I won't, I wrote down like how I wanted to start the business, you know, like who all I would need to incorporate, what industries I could go into, you know, would it work um, and things like that. And this was back in like September and I was like, man, I'm about to do this. And to kind of see, even back then, this was really before a lot of the major corporations started making these announcements about NFTs and, um, you know, to kind of see how it's grown. And then I reached out to a friend of mine um, from Case Western uh, and kind of keyed her in on the project. And um, she's very similar to myself, uh, very intelligent, but also was able to kind of see, see through the weeds. And um, I didn't, it didn't take much convincing from her. She watched one or two videos and was like, let's, let's do this. Um, and then my dad obviously was already into the crypto space. All right um you know so he was game and you know i think the coolest thing for the two of us is to you know really do this together um you know when i want to when i talk about when we talk about you know things that face you know why it's difficult to be a black engineer like i remember i went away to high school and you know the part of cleveland i'm from like it wasn't a lot of options for me so you know i went away to high school and it at the at the detriment of not being able to be raised by my parents in certain aspects, you know. So for my dad to be able to do this with me and you know, um, teach me and kind of learn from me along the way is for the two of us is is, is so cool um, to really have that space to grow with each other. For sure. So, oh, that's a lot. For one, <laughs> I thought I thought I thought you were older than me, so. <laughs> I heard that a lot. Like somebody was telling me the other day, um, they thought I was uh, 26 or 27. And that's, that's like my whole life here. Everybody thought I was older. Like I remember I used to hang out with my sister. Um, her Today's her birthday, actually. Happy birthday, Ari. Um, <laughs> February 25th. It's February 25th, my sister's birthday. Um, her, all her friends, I used to always hang out with her friends. She's six years older than I am. And they was always like, oh, like you're so mature. Then as I got older, I always used to hear that. Um, but yeah, like both my parents kind of instilled in me at a young age, like you're you're gonna be grown one day, so you might as well start now. Right. <laughs> um, and I, it, it really helped me, you know, being able to 
you know, interact with adults in a way in which I understood, you know, there's always something to stay in a child's place, but at the same time, you know, respectfully wanting to know more and asking them and, you know, watching their behaviors because that was going to be something I was going to be trying to grow into one day. Sure, man. That's dope. That's definitely dope. Because I, um, I hear the same thing for myself. I was born in 97, so I don't even thought I was yeah. too old or not, but... <laughs> My cousin's born in 97, yeah. Yeah, so we right there. But, man, for you to be doing all of this at your age, I definitely, like, commend that, man. And uh, keep on because thank I'm pretty sure you. whatever you mapped out for that 20 years, you're going to surpass it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you're going to meet it. I know you're going to surpass it. So, yeah, just keep thank going. You, I appreciate on. that. Looking for something new to add to your closet, looking for another brand to support, or you just see like your spouse, partner, friend, someone out here walking around with the same old stuff and you're just tired of seeing it and you want to get them a new piece of clothing, go visit my friends at talevaclothing.com. T-U-L-E-V-A-C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G.com and use the code DEVELOP with Tim and all the way up until July 1st, 2022, you can save 25% off your whole purchase. All right, y'all, back to the episode. Now, we got to get into the juicy details. So <laughs> for those people who don't know what the NFT is, how would you explain that to the people? Yeah, this is, this is man, I've been answering this question for the last, like, five months, man. And it's so crazy because, like, I'm going to give everybody, I'm going to give y'all, like, the progression and breakdown of what an NFT is, right? So NFT stands for non-fungible token, right? So uh, people's second question is always, what is that? Um, let's go there. You know, uh, not you look at a fungible token is like a dollar. You know, I give you a dollar um, and you can give me a dollar back. We know what that dollar is worth. Um, that's a fungible token. A non-fungible token would be like a house. I could pay you, you know, I, I, I haven't bought a house yet. So if these house price numbers are, are off, forgive me. Um, I could give you $80,000 for a house. Right. And then five years later, I could sell it for you know half a million dollars. Um, you know that that non fungibility, this word I just came up with just now, um, is kind of dependent on the individual assigning that thing value. This is not a new thing; it's just different. Cars, you know, I got a, um, I have a particular car that I'm sure somebody would not pay as much money as they would for a G wagon. Um, you know, it's the same with NFTs. So, and that in the second layer, right, is that all of this is just a file. Is is it's not just art. You know, it's not just you know tickets or you know utilities or tick or like cool events and stuff like that. It's just a file. And I always tell people, and this is kind of my uh, deceit I'll plant everybody's in everybody's mind. How many things can you do with a file and how much money would people be willing to pay for particular files and the information that comes with it? Mm. And it was when I, when I, when I thought about that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this, man. Like I was, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I can miss out on this. And I think, you know, especially again, you know, for our, 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 our underrepresented communities, like these are the opportunities that we haven't had, you know, in the past, you know, being able to, I was thinking about this the other day, man, like the amount of inf information we have access to is mind blown. Like people really take it for granted. Like, you know, back in like the early 1900s, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you couldn't communicate with people this fast, let alone learn about whatever you want. <laughs> right. You know, I can smack my fingers on my keyboard into Google and come up with all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, like I can learn how to change a tire. I can learn how to like I can learn how to 3D print something to build a car. Like you can do all kinds of stuff. So, you know, like learning about this stuff. Like I've learned all the stuff I've learned about NFCs from just talking to people on social media, about reading articles on the um online, watching YouTube videos, stuff like that. Um, it's so many outlets for people to learn. And I would say the third thing, and this is my favorite part, is the utilities. So these those are the three things that that encompass NFT, the the signed value based by the um, by the purchaser, um, you know, that digital file and what comes with it. Um, so that could be something as simple as art um, or a profile picture of a cartooned animal or something like that, mm -hmm. um, a moose, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or it could be, uh, you know, a ticket to a game or um, it, it could be anything, right? 
What are you getting with that? And that's what people are paying money for. So I'm gonna go back to that car example, right? So say you got a 1998 you know, Honda Civic. Yep. And you got a 2023 um, Tesla Model Y, right? Mm-hmm. Those two cars have different price points, not necessarily just because of the car, but of everything that comes with it. Oh. And I've had conversations with people that are like, why would I spend, you know, $150,000, which is for some of these, not all NFTs, don't get right, right. fooled and think that if you drop an NFT tomorrow, you're going to be a millionaire. And it's not the case. You got to put in with every, with anything, you got to put in the hard work, time, and resources. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a lot of money in these things. And, you know, why would somebody pay $150,000 for this? Well, why would you pay $150,000 for that Tesla you just bought? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, it's an electric-powered car, and, you know, I can, you know, it's really fast. You know, I like how it looks, and it's real smooth on the inside, and it's yeah, well, I just paid $150,000 for this NFT because when I bought it, you know, I get to buy into this community and I get to network with individuals I weren't able to network with, network with before. But they also have access to this NFT. I may get access to private events uh, where people talk about NFTs. I may get a job opportunities based on It's so many different things you can get with these NFTs aside from this picture, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's where the magic is. That's where the money is, is, you know, imagine if you know, I, I got an iPhone, Right. Imagine if when I bought my iPhone, um, this is the coolest part for me. Imagine if any time this iPhone, you know, switched hands for me, I could sell this iPhone to somebody. Um, anytime they sold it, I got money from it. What? Wow. That's, new. That's very new for you to be able to, for a normal everyday person to be able to monetize um, basic transactions forever um, is huge. Yeah, that's crazy. It opens up the door for a lot of people. For a lot of people. That's crazy, man. So so the value is more so in the utility and not necessarily the particular picture or the NLT itself. Right. And that utility can be a bunch of different things. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I pay money. Like I um I bought one of these STEM players. I got it right here. Um and I bought it because I knew I was gonna like the songs on it, and I'm like, I might be able to do this with it. I might, but you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Actually, this is a, I, I bought um, two of them, right? So I don't know where my other one is at, but I can, um, if you want me to, I can unbox this other one. Look, look, this is this is the case for it. This is the case for it. Yeah, man. No, nah, I was on Instagram live. Um, two days ago, um, everybody was asking me about. It. I was like, "Look, look, look you could, you could play." Yeah, it's it's, it's cool. Man. It's definitely cool. I'm uh, um, I'm I'm about to send you some uh videos and stuff of me afterwards messing around. With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. We got all yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, nah, look. Hey, my bad, my bad. But um, yeah, like you know that that emotion that you invoke. Like I I, I saw this quote and it said, "Make people feel something." Mm-hmm. I think that's what it boils down to. NFTs are another way for people to, you know, feel a thing and express themselves. And, you know, regardless of how we feel about them and, you know, whether we think they're going to work or not, you know, if they're making people feel something, you can't get rid of these things. You no, know, the, the the New York Stock Exchange recently announced they're going to make an NFT marketplace. So, look, you know, <laughs> I don't know what else more to tell people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Hold on, hold you know, on. You gotta, yeah, you man. Said, you said New York Stock Exchange said they're gonna have an NFT marketplace. Yeah, yeah. This is like crazy. Nike, like like Nike has bought in the NFTs. Adidas has bought in the NFTs. Um, <laughs> Facebook obviously with the metaverse. Um, yeah, and like I think people undervalue the fact that like who was talking about social media 15 years ago? Oh. You know, like who who was like, man, I'm about to imagine, imagine right now if the two of us, th- this is what's going on right now. You, the two of us right now are talking about starting a YouTube channel in 2001. People think we're crazy. <laughs> like you wasting your time, man. Like nobody wants to watch you make cooking videos on the internet. Turns out everybody wants to watch you make cooking videos on the internet, man. Like that's what, that's what we want to do. Like we want to either, you know, be observed or observe others. We want to either, you know, teach or learn. You know, we want to either express ourselves or, you know, buy into people's expression. And this is just another way to do that. And, you know, the fact that, you know, more people can, you know, benefit from it, benefit from it from a financial standpoint, I think is just so cool. I mean, so cool. Yeah, man. And also, too, like you said, with the, um, you said the under, 
what did you say, the, the unexposed or the underrepresented? Yeah. yeah. They get the opportunity too to purchase some of these things at an inexpensive price just to get into the market. And then again, they can, in a sense, start creating that sense of uh, generational wealth or at least yeah. some type of wealth or something. And ownership, actually, too, because like you said, um, the space is still fairly new. So mm -hmm. it's not many rules in place yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to shift over to the Lazy Moose project. Are you able to give us any details of what that consists of? Let's see. Um, <laughs> you have to, you have yeah, to yeah. So, ours, ours, let's see. Um, <laughs> we're we're kind of. So I've been watching the Kanye West documentary, mm -hmm. and um, one of the cool things that I I was speaking, I was listening to someone speak. I'm actually, I'm gonna see if I can find his name because it slipped my mind. But this was very powerful when 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 I heard this. He mentioned. Um, a lot of people when he was young, he's a, he's a creative director now. He's done a number of, um, he works a number of uh, different video games. And he said when he was younger, a lot of people told him, just focus on one thing, focus on one thing. Um, and if you look at companies like, 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 what, like, what does Amazon do? Amazon's one of the biggest companies in the world. What do they do? They, uh, they basically everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Basically everything. And they started off selling books. But it's like you everybody understands you, know, you have to start somewhere, you know, you have to grow yourself. But you know, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, these aren't like talked about as the best players of all time because they were really good at just layups. You know, that's what we're trying to do with the NFTs. You know, I within our mission statement, it's written in and we're trying to engineer the NFT. So how can we take what it is currently? You have a problem with NFTs, tell me. You know, I I'd love to talk about it. What do you think is wrong with them? Um, you know, we're five years into these things existing. And uh, for the first few years, people weren't even calling them NFTs. Um, and as of, you know, a year and a half ago, most people didn't even know or care about this. Um, so, you know, we're still so early in the process of understanding these. And what we're trying to do is, you know, break into a number of different markets. So, so far we have collaborators in the NFT space, the nonprofit space, the education space, the fashion industry. Um, I can just finish talking with a friend of mine um, we have potential deals lined up with a couple of athletes, um, a couple of major corporations, a social media app. We're everywhere. Um, and we still got our, we still got our moose, you know what I'm saying? Um, we still got our, our, our lazy moose that we're working on, um, uh, for our PFP project. So it, it, it's a lot more than just an NFT project, um, in the sense that we're really trying to see, okay, these are where NFTs are, um, where can we take them? And there's this really, there's this really, really good Drake lyric um, that, really, that I really like. Um, he says, that I've studied the game to the letter. Understand I'm not doing it the same. I'm doing it better. That's how I feel about it. Like, if you don't really see it now, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Just wait on it. Like, it's, it's definitely going to be coming. And, you know, there's a lot of chaos. And, like, I think um, my co-founder actually sent me this. Um I don't want to. I want to drop names, but a, 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 you a major know. NBA player. Y'all said major NBA player had something called a rug pull. He he did a rug pull. Um, you know, pretty much was like, yeah, you know, he started his project and you know started to make money off of it. And whether it was intentional or not, sorry, this dude likes to make comparisons. Whether it was intentional or not, um, you know, he pretty much was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. It's too. I'm too busy. So um, I'm just gonna give out like autographed jerseys. That kind of stuff happens in the space all the time. Um, you know, people making all these promises and things like that. But they, that's why, you know, I'm fairly tight-lipped about the project. I kind of try to keep it, you know, when we come up with something, until we can actually, until somebody's like, man, I bought this Lazy Moose NFT. And, you know, so I'm going to throw this out there. One of the things we're trying to do, I'm a huge football fan. Uh, we're trying to get people to the Super Bowl, uh, full disclosure. So Lazy Moose is trying to get, you know, a couple of our holders to the Super Bowl. So once, you know, once you buy the Lazy Moose NFT, you know, we get all the money from it. We're gonna be doing things like buying Super Bowl, giving people, like I said, making people feel something, um, giving people the opportunity to have different experiences. You know, like I said, like when I buy this Apple phone, all I get is these blue text messages. Um, right. I want you to be able to buy one of our products and get something from it. You can make money for life. You know what I'm saying? You can you can get access to this experience you would have had access to before. Yeah. Um, you know, you can meet new people and things like that. So we're also trying to build a real networking community around our NFTs. Um, that's inclusive for everybody. 
Um, you know, not just, you know, I think the standard idea of inclusivity is, you know, race, gender, things like that. How can we really grow that to that to the diversity of thought? You know what I'm saying? If you get everybody at the table, there's so there's so many people in the world. Like there's so many people in the world. Like, why is it only like a hundred thousand people that represent everybody? That don't make sense. Um, how about we it, that's probably that's probably like the number like that's probably collectively like the number of people who make you know major decisions not people who are like pull but like people who are giving direction right there's probably somewhere in that realm a number that doesn't make sense even if it's in the a number that makes it's got to be it's got to there has to be like a billion people yeah that are you know like that one percent number within the u.s like that's ridiculous like one percent of people have the power to you know create and dictate what goes on for everybody and I also think one of the things I haven't talked a lot about is how difficult, stressful, and frustrating this is. So from that standpoint, too, like, you know what I'm saying? My dad always tells me, um, heavy is the head to wear the crown. He's been telling yeah. me that since I was a kid. And, you know, one of the cool things about, you know, being a good king is that you're not really the king for real. You're just kind of, you know, the mascot. You're helping everybody, you know, you're giving people, you know, direction and stuff like that, but you're helping the power people to do their job. And I think we can get more people involved in these kind of things. You also take a lot of the stress, anxiety, you know, things like that associated with these world leaders and the fact that you don't have to make all these decisions by yourself. Um, you know, there's a lot of qualified people, a lot of people who understand, you know, when we get that opportunity. And that's where that diversity of thought piece comes in. You know, if you have a table full of all of the same people. After a certain amount of time, you're not going to be circulating any new ideas. It's going to be the same stuff. Right. So, so more people at that table kind of helps drive that. How can, how can we, like myself, you, mm -hmm. and my audience that's listening in, how can we support you? And how can we get into the same, I guess, space and also be some of those decision makers? I would say, you know, just from like, from a, again, from like an advice standpoint, really lean into something that you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if that's multiple things, you know, find, find a way to create something that allows you to be in those, all those different things. Like look at like a lot of like, obviously these are people most the, that are the closest to my life experience and where I'm trying to go are rappers and athletes. You know, there are people who came from difficult environments um, predominantly black environments, you know, very troubled past and were able to accomplish great things. And they really bought into the fact that they love sports. But like I said earlier, like they don't just play sports, like the 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 best ones. You look at like guys like like Michael Jordan when he was an when he was an NBA champion, was traveling the world with Southern Nike shoes. He wasn't just in the gym, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to find ways to grow yourself in areas outside of just what you're what you've mastered. Um, they say the jack of all trades, master of none. Um, you know what I'm saying? Become the jack of the become the jack of a few things and master those. You can do that. Oh, <laughs> I like that. All the trades, but you know what I'm saying? Like buy into you know three or four things you really like. Then I would also say, and this is one of the more important things: growing your network. And um, by that, I mean people who can add value to your life. Right. That's some of the most important. Those those are the most important people you can have. People who, you know, give you the things you need to hear, um, tell you the things you need to hear, as well as, you know, support you when you need it. Having, if people around you aren't telling you that you're doing well and you feel like you are, have honest conversations with these people about it. And, you know, if the, I always say, look at the stats. If, if, if your life stats say you're winning and the people around you say that you aren't, those might not be the people you need to be around. And, you know, I think that's hard for people to take in. But, you know, if you want to, if you want, like I said, you can look at it. Like all, all these successful people say it all the time, you know, like you have to be very cognizant of the individuals around you. And if you're not, you know, that's the environment that you're creating for yourself. Right. And I know for a lot of people, that's like the hardest part. But you have, like I said, man, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Man, and those are the circumstances <laughs> where you grow, you know? So. You're so far ahead of your time, man. It's crazy because that's Because, <laughs> man, um, well, you said 99, so I'm probably, I probably got like two years. Sheesh, man. If I, 
people gonna tell you this. You know the other folks. They be like, "How's your age? I knew this information." <laughs> Dude, if I just knew this like three months ago, and this would have been, you know, game changing. But yeah, man, keep going, bro. I, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I think for a lot of people, um, this is something I've thought a lot about. I was watching this video and the guy mentioned that you can't do anything about it. I think this was, this was probably the most powerful thing that I, I learned last year because, you know, I had a lot of, um, the one thing I was gonna mention is I failed, I failed my first class the fall of my senior year. I failed quantum mechanics. Um, and I was heartbroken because I never failed a class before. Like, you know, school is, school is my NFL. You know what I'm saying? School, you know, academics, you know, the world of innovation. This is my, you know what I'm saying? When I do this, you know what I'm saying? I put my game face on, you know? So so to come up in that way was was hard to handle. And I'm watching this video. This is while I was, this was like a few months, this after I graduated from, from college and everything like that. And it's like, manage your time, not your energy. I mean, manage your energy, not your time. Manage your energy, not your time. You can't control time. And, like, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that really, like, allowed me to slow down and process things, you know? And I said for a lot of people, like, whether you're, you know, 18 or, you know, 73, be aware of the time that you have left. What are you putting your energy toward, you know? Like, what are you dedicating your efforts towards, you know, like I, I spent a lot of my time in my um, as a teenager, consciously and subconsciously growing myself, focusing on becoming a better leader, focusing on becoming a better listener, focus on, you know, how I present myself to people, focusing on understanding myself, you know what I'm saying? And now that I'm at an age, once I got out of college, it was like I was in a pressure cooker, man. Like my dad, another thing he used to always tell me, no pressure, no diamonds. And I was I was under it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when you get out of that, those hard moments are like when you, when, when you're, when, when you're, you know what I'm saying, underwater fighting to get up, you know what I'm saying? You think you're drowning. When you get up, that's the most beautiful moment. Right. Because you did it. Yeah. Shoot, and, man. you know, I think for a lot of people, they don't fight hard enough to get up there. Like, it's no point, of, it's no point of just sitting, like, you could, you could be drowning forever. That's fast. If, if you don't get from if you don't get from underneath there, you're gonna be drowning forever. And so, you know, it's kind of serious, but it's real, you know what I'm saying? And I think right. thinking about it in that way really, really helped me, and hopefully it can help a few people who are there. Hey, what's going on, y'all? If you guys are looking for a speaker to come speak to your school, your organization, nonprofit, after school program, look no further. Visit developwithtim.com, D-E-V-E-L-O-P-W-I-T-H. Tim.com. Fill out the speaker's intake form, and someone from the team will be in contact with you. Now, you guys have a good day. Back to the episode. So, do you feel you fell in that class your senior year was like one of the biggest lessons you learned, or one of the biggest losses you took so far? If I if I didn't if I didn't if I hadn't failed that class, I don't think um, I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. Honestly, like I feel, I feel five of them things in college. <laughs> <laughs> no man it was like it was crazy because like when i was talking to people everybody was like dude like you, you act like you like like you failed quantum mechanics man like i didn't know that was a class like but like <laughs> like for me it was kind of like it was more so like the agreement that i've made with myself i understand that and like the and the biggest thing was i told myself i was gonna graduate four years after i got to college Mm -hmm. I wanted to graduate in the spring of 2021. There's a one of the one of the things I mentioned earlier was breakthrough schools, and that school really changed my life. And there's a picture. Board school changed your life. Uh, board school changed my life too, but this was my middle school. Okay, okay, okay. right. And um, we they there's a picture of me on their social media account that I found. It's like really old, and it um, it's me and a friend of mine. We're still friends to this day, and it says class of 2021. Because, you know, when we got to the school, that was they used to tell us, you know, one of the things we worked on is, you know, college, obviously college is for everybody. But at the time, the school was really big on getting us to college and we were all going to be college bound. I was they used to tell us, it's college bound, it's college bound. So oh, they put that, they put that, that class of 2021 on there. And I, I, I wore that the rest of the time. I told myself I was going to graduate from college in 2021. So when I, when I didn't, you know, pass that class, it was like, man, I ain't going to be able to do it. And then. 
I bounced back, and that was it. Was that was it. Like that was once I once I was able to do that, I was kind of in my room, like, man, like you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I can do this. You know what I'm saying. Like I can. Like when you stumble, like you know, that's the that's the hard part. But like you get up, and now now what? Mm-hmm. Like, dust yourself off. You know what I'm saying. Maybe on the shelf for a little bit. You might have to, you know, talk yourself out of it. But how do you bounce back? You know what I'm saying. Last night I took an L, but tonight I bounce back. You know what I'm saying. Like that's real life. That's real life. You know what I'm saying. It's cool in the club. You know what I'm saying. It's cool rapping in the car, but that's real life. Um, you know, how can you find a way to be resilient and persevere through those circumstances? So facts, facts. So Musa, man, um, what would you say? All right, so that was like one of the biggest lessons you you um you learn, like how to overcome that. So what would you say would be the biggest challenge for you, whether that was getting through college, getting that engineering degree, or getting into the career, or even starting the uh the lazy moose project? Mm-hmm. What's going to be the biggest challenge throughout those times? I think the biggest challenge for me was always um is that I can't remember who said it, but there's that there's nothing more to fear than fear itself. Uh-huh. And um I think oftentimes I was very I was too humble. Um you know, I'm still I'm still a very humble person, but man, it was kind of to the point where like I remember, you know. There were times where I was at case where I was like, man, I don't even be there. I, 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 I like felt I really, I legitimately felt like I didn't deserve to be there. And I'm sitting in these classes, taking these exams. I'm in class, and like when you're not mentally there, you know what I'm saying? We've seen it. Um, we've seen, you know, I, like I said, sports is always cool because everybody watches or hears about it. You know what I'm saying? You'll hear about me sitting in that in that class. You know what I'm saying? Taking my physics exam. Right. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. But when you see a guy, you know get to the free throw line, he kind of, you know, looking around, you know what I'm saying? You you can see that. Right. And in those moments, it's that self-doubt. You know what I'm saying? I didn't believe in the hours that I've been putting in. And um, I think that was one of the biggest challenges because, you know, for a lot of, again, folks in these underrepresented communities, they don't have the opportunity to show that to themselves. You know, when you, when, when I, I remember in high school, man, like people used to always tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like I was going to get things because I was black. And I was like, that's not the case. That's not. I don't, I, I don't get a lot of things because I'm black. But it's oh. again, like I was saying earlier, that perception, everybody wants what they don't have. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people want um, to be a billionaire, but do you have, I said this in a meeting one time, everybody got a billion dollar idea, but you have a billion dollars worth of execution. That's real. And like one of my favorite people to look up, look into is Elon Musk. And then somebody asked him, like, what would you say to, (laughs) it's funny when she asked this question, because I'm one of these people, but she's like, what what, what do you say to like the the younger generation that wants to be like you? And he said, why do you want to be like me? This is so hard. And um, for a lot of people, they don't realize how much comes with it, like the pressure and things like that. And, you know, if you really want to, you know, accomplish anything that for you is success you have to acknowledge the fact that there's going to be a part of you that thinks that you won't be able to do it and if you don't have that part of you you know learn from people you know they always say um humble yourself and that's where that comes from because you know if you get if your head gets too big out here you know what i'm saying there's always somebody bigger stronger faster smarter mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we see that all the time we see that right. all the time like you know people thinking that they're at the top of the mountain somebody's climbing up you know, right. so remembering that, you know, you're always in a position where you can learn more, where you could, you know, help more people and things like that. So, so all right. So you say you get to the position where you learn more, but how did you, what, what you made you go that direction? So when you was in the midst of this challenge, you say, you know what, I can learn from it. What was those steps like? Um, <laughs> Man, I've been so broke most of my life, man. It, it really, it really make you think, you know what I'm saying? When you in those circumstances, like I was saying, when you under that water, it's like, once you get out once, that's it. Because you never want to, you never want to stay down there again. And but why, why did you get to that point though? Hey, look, <laughs> that's what I was saying, I might be older for conversation. Right. Um, but you know, like when you, so I would say some, sometimes, you know, people do it to themselves. You know, my yeah, yeah. it was kind of something I was, you know, born into and then kind of, you know, stumbled into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But, you know, when you, if you are at that point, you know what I'm saying, and you get out, I really think that's a lot of, like they always say, you know, riding the wave, you know, I went to school in Southern California, everybody used to surf. Um, that's really, I feel like that's such a good analogy for life. You know what I'm saying? Like riding those waves. Like sometimes you, I used to see my friends, you know, I thought what what <laughs> I thought they was greatest surfers. Yeah. And they used to still fall off the boards. You know what I'm saying? There'd be times where they would go and there, were, there, were, there weren't any waves. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you put yourself out there, you know, you dedicate your time, energy, you believe in something and you, man, this was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. When Kanye West was, you know, at Rockefeller, you know, playing uh, his music for somebody. And she looked at me, it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Kanye West. But, you know, hindsight is always 2020. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know, everybody wants to say, you know, they all saw the fall of Rome coming. You know, no, you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Of course you saw it coming after it happened, but, you know, yeah. in the moment you don't really see it. So, you know, in my head, I always knew, I was like, man, I can't go back. I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, success is my only option. Failure is not. I remember this. I, I used to... Um, um, Lose Yourself by Eminem. I, I play that song every day on my way. I used to be, you know, 11 years old on the bus, like, I'm going to work. You know what I'm saying? What? And I used to really feel that success is my only option, failure is not. And, like, like I said, once I accepted that as the reality, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had no choice. I, I've, I've always, you know, always been, like, regardless of the circumstances, whether it's, you know, that whole like me versus the world, I've always seen it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like some like a lot of times you have a lot of positive people, supportive people in your life, people who will help you. But at the end of the day, man, every night I look in the mirror and that's the only person that's there. Oh. I gotta really be, you know, certain in the fact that, you know, everything that I'm doing is for the betterment of me and the people around me. And, you know, giving up in those moments, it was like, man, a lot of people, a lot of people are counting on me. A lot of people are, you know, whether they realize it or not, or whether they tell me or not, a lot of people are looking up to me. And, you know, you have that in your life, you know, you have to work hard to make sure that you do it not only for those people, but for yourself. Facts. And that reminds me of this quote or this saying that I hear, it has to work or it has to work. No other option, you know? Uh, and like you said, when you look in that mirror, it's only you in the mirror. No one else is on your shoulders. Nobody else behind mm -hmm. you. You can't expect for nobody to put you on. You gotta put yourself on sometimes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I love your mentality, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, know you're cutting up 11 years old listening to Lose Yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I used to, um, I, used, I tell people all the time, I used to want to be uh, Chief Keith when I was a kid. <laughs> um, and it's kind of cool for me to, you know, see all of these people, you know, like All-Star Weekend was here in Cleveland um, in February this month. And that's how, um, man, you got connected and seeing, I, I saw, um, hopefully he sees this one and that'd be crazy. But I was, I was at Zelma George and I grew up across the street from Zelma George and, you know, it's whole thing, like, don't go up to Zelma, you know what I'm saying? We used to be up there, you know, everybody looking over their shoulder, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you never know when something was going to pop off. They had John Moran out there, man. And like, I was as close to John Moran as I am my laptop right now. And for me to see that, you know what I'm saying? That's all, that's all, when I, growing up, like watching, watching guys like Tom Brady, like Kobe Bryant on TV was enough, but for to see it up close like that, like. Man, you know, it's crazy. So yeah. I'm from, I'm from South Carolina. Um, <laughs> so I seen John Moran play in high school. And cause really? the same region as us. So mm -hmm. man, I promise you that they lost the game to, Darlington High, and they lost up to a game winning three. That boy cut up ever since. I'm like, he going, he gonna go to the league. <laughs> but man, yeah, man, but like you said, that's for real though. Yeah, like seeing seeing people, you know, put in the time and effort and overcome things. Like to see, you know, where Chief Keep was. Like you know what I'm saying when he first mm. came out. You know, he was 16, rapping on YouTube. Yeah. You listen to a lot of, you know what I'm saying, trap music from anywhere these days, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, England, New York, L.A., you know what I'm saying? That all sound like Sosa, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, so to see those people grow and inspire and impact people around them um, over time is really, man, that's really the, the kind of stuff I look to and see, like, how can I emulate that in my own life? Man, you, you, you dare. 
Like, <laughs> you dare. Cause, I'm um, trying, man. I'm trying, man. Clock the reason why I say that is because I saw you in the room. And when you were in the room, you weren't one that was in the back just standing there being quiet. You active. You, you're talking to this person. You're talking to that person. Telling this person what you do. You came up to me. You was like, here's my car. <laughs> we got to talk. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a quick introduction. But, man, that's why like, I, I see that go-getter mentality in you. And if nobody else is telling you, I mean, we, we, we didn't meet, like, years ago. We recently met. But nobody else told you, man. I'm proud of you already. And I'm. Thank you, man. Just really getting to know you, so. Wow, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, man, like. And no doubt. I, I got a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, like I said, looking up to me and things like that. And, you know, like a friend of mine, really close friend of mine, she's super introverted. So I always think about that, too. You know, how can I, you know, find ways to, you know, be that person? You know, not everybody's going to want to speak up. You know what I'm saying? I got True. people on my team, you know, who aren't the most vocal, who don't, you know what I'm saying, want to sit front of their camera and get interviewed, you know what I'm saying? But I don't got a problem with it. And even right. if I see, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to sacrifice for people and sacrifice for yourself. So, you know what I'm saying? Get where you're going. So I'm always going to be the person that, that if I have something to say, I say it. And if I don't, I sit in the room and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. So, Musa, so if someone wanted to get in contact with you, like just to ask you a couple of questions about mm-hmm. a tears getting into engineering, uh, being a track coach, like anything, how, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Um, social media. I uh, spend a fair amount of my time on social media. You know what I'm saying? Twitter, Instagram, my two main platforms. I'm on TikTok. I got a couple of TikToks on there, but apparently everybody said TikTok is super addictive, so I try to stay off of there. Same. <laughs> I would say that's the one thing about being busy all the time is I'm kind of on social media. I respond to messages and stuff like that and post, but I don't really be on there like that. But Twitter, Instagram, that's my um, social media handle, WiseMoses23. Um, if you look me up, I think my Twitter comes up, and all my social media handles are the same. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I like social media because it allows, like, me to connect with people um, instantaneously from wherever we are. Right, um, right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, we don't even need to know these people now. Like, <laughs> it's people, it's people I know, um, just from social media, you know what I'm saying? Like, like these my like these my homies from back in the day or something like that. Like, I don't even like know what the rest of your body looks like, you know what I'm saying? But we be we be chopping it up on on Twitter or the gram and stuff like that, you know. So it's 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 really cool to how small we've made the world. So if you want to reach out to me on social media, um, you know what I'm saying, Instagram, Twitter, um, in my DMs or you know, comment on one of my posts or something like that. I'll try to get back to you. Do you have like any books out or anything? Or are you are you gonna no man? I gotta um if you go to our website, um lazymoose.co, uh, I had a couple of videos and stuff out there. I actually um I actually told somebody I wanted to write a book. Um maybe maybe what maybe after our first drop, um, maybe after our first uh our first major drop, I I'll take some time to See what these books are talking about. I used to be a book worm back in the day, though. Like, we used to have to read 20 books per year um, at, at Breakthrough. And I used to be in like the 30s. Like, I used to be, I told you, man, I used, man, it was work for me, man. I used to be in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was Curry, man. I was stepping back, pulling up from the logo, you know what I'm saying? Crossing up onto the lane. Um, like, I, like, I I started with like the Diary of Wimpy Kid books. Like, that was cool. I remember the last book I read, I read two really, really good books in the span of like five days. I remember, I, I don't read like this anymore all the time. Um, I don't know back to reading, but um, I remember I read The Book Thief and I read The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I read both of those books like right before I finished um, eighth grade. And it was, it was cool because it was like, reading was like a way to like remove myself from all the stuff that was going on and learn and i think that was like the coolest part for me so i definitely want to want to write a book one day and you know whether it be you know some kind of you know fiction some i just came up with or you know like my life story or a friend of mine's life story or something like that but knowledge is definitely power and those books it's a lot of it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of knowledge in there so listen man i already know you're gonna write one so <laughs> <laughs> It's just a matter of when. I'm gonna tell you, go ahead and do an ASAP. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna start. Look, I'm gonna start. I gotta. I, I um I always write stuff in my notes, and um I'm gonna start uh putting all on piece of paper. 
Hey, listen, we recording now, so you know the people. Y'all said, look, hey, actually, no, no, it's, we, in the, we in the age of Web3 and stuff like that now, so maybe I'll do a book and I'll do like a video series with the book. Though. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Now, um, dang, I forgot what I was about to ask. Man, it'd be like that. You so much game, it's like crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, man, like it's like it's so many rap songs like that I listen to even now, like songs that came out, you know what I'm saying, like five, six, seven years ago, where I listened to it and I like I pause the song. I'll be like, hold on. What did you just say? You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I'll be trying to do, man. Like when I when I really when I speak, I really sit and think on everything I say, you know. Like I said, man, like I really, my my goal, you know what I'm saying? It might sound cheesy or corny, whatever. I don't care. Um, I really do want to find a way to change the world. If I, even if it's a you know, very small way, I definitely want to impact a lot of people and, you know, finding ways to give people information that can help them. There's so many different people out here. So I had to find a lot of information to give out. Make sure I can live. If I can hit one person from like three different groups, I'll be cool, man. Like, so give me, I, 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 I said, I tweeted this, and if I put it on Twitter, um, I got to hold myself to it. Most of it. <clears throat> Most of it. <laughs> uh, not all of it. Um, but I said I want to I wanna, um, positively impact one person a month for the rest mm. of my life. And um, I think if I can do that, I'll be all right. So. No lie, you already impacted one person. So you got. One hey person. man, look, hey th- man, thank you, man. Look, I, I, I love hearing that, man. I, I, I love hearing that. Like, I think positive. One of my favorite rappers, Logic, peace, love, and positivity. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff goes a long way to really bringing a lot more. All this stuff going on currently, you know, in the world. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, praying for the people in Ukraine um, with what's going on right now. Uh, you know, late February. But you know what I'm saying? Finding more ways to you know make people smile, laugh, think critically. Um, obviously chase the bag, you know what I'm saying? Professional bag, professional bag collector. You heard that here yeah. first. Uh professional bag, so that's what I'm talking about, dog. <laughs> yeah, a professional bag collector, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody be in their bag. I got multiple, so I'm trying to get more, you know what I'm saying? So. For sure. So Musa man, to wrap the interview up, um, what piece of advice? Or a favorite quote, whatever. What piece of advice would you like to give the audience that they can take and they can either a, build up off of it and go create a win, or they can just take that advice, run the play, and get a win from it? Mm-hmm. I would say two things, um, two quotes. Um, one of them, uh, one of the um, maintenance uh, folks at my at my job, she's the best. Um, I was kind of sitting at work one day and I had a lot on my mind, you know, and I'm one of those people, I wear my expressions on my face. Um, so people, everybody who knows me well, they already know something going on. Like, <laughs> or like whenever something happens, people always look to see what I look like because I always show it. So I'm sitting there, you know what I'm saying, with my dad's doing my work. And then she walked past, all she said was keep running. That's all she said. And um, when she said it, I literally wrote it down and I put it, I got like on my wall, I got like a bunch of sticky notes and it's like yeah. holes and like notes to myself. Put it right there because that's real, man. Like, so much is gonna happen. Like, um, yesterday, like, some I was I had just got the phone with people. I just started, you know, the process of getting some deals worked together. And I saw this crazy text message come through my phone, and I was like, just keep running, just keep running. You know what I'm saying? Like, things is gonna be having faith in yourself, and you know, whatever you believe makes things happen in the universe having you know whether that be god or you know karma or whatever it is um having faith in those two things and keep it running the second is be nice to people and that that is something i think a lot of people don't pay attention to if you look at people who are like really successful and happy not just successful but happy right um, the things that they've done for and with other people are the moments they remember most and the moments that got them to where they are. Um, a lot of people don't know this. I was watching this interview with uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. They talked about how Microsoft helped Apple write one of the OS for the MacBook computer. Mm. Be nice to people, man. You know what I'm saying? Like those are two, everybody's talking about, oh, well, I got a, um, a Windows this. I got a, I got a Mac this. They were helping each other. They were helping each other. Enough money out there, right? Those, Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like really reaching out and, and helping bringing somebody along. So like obviously sometimes you know things don't work out. You know, it is what it is. But those two things, man, keep 
be nice to people and keep running. All right, y'all heard it from the professional bad chaser himself. <laughs> be nice to people. <laughs> keep running. Don't give up. Hey, Musa, man, definitely appreciate you for being on the podcast. Thank you, <laughs> y'all love the ball this, and y'all will get y'all in. Catch you guys in the next yeah, episode. Check out, check out my guy, Tim, man. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I appreciate everyone for tuning into the episode. If you guys are looking for different ways you can support the podcast, visit us on Patreon. It's Next Gen CEO, N-X-T-G-E-N-C-E-O. The link will be in the description for this episode. But again, anything you guys can do to um, you know, support the podcast is very much appreciated. Uh, with the Patreon, there are a couple of different tiers. So each one of them come with their own benefits. But again, go visit us on Patreon. Next Gen CEO, NXT, G-E-N, CEO. And again, appreciate you guys. You, you have a gift, all you need is a goal. Footsteps waiting to happen, all you need is a road.